buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 54. Today we're going to chat with Tony from Kyber Customs, make a prank call with me, myself, and Irene, and talk about Cobalt Kinetic AR pistols. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell. I'm so exhausted right now. We just made like 87 prank calls. But it was so much fun. It was like a good morning workout. <laughs> yeah. A good morning workout for the brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I think we're going to have to hire Tony to be our, you know, our third person. How to F with people 101. It was um, a, it was a clinic. He was pretty good. At, he was pretty good. All right. I had fun. I enjoyed it. In fact, I I'd, I'd be down just to prank call and that's it. <laughs> he's he's in. Okay. All right. So, before we get to know more about Tony and Kyber Customs, let's talk about Manicore Arms. soothing music just to prep people for the bullpup shoot 2018 bullpup shoot i love the bullpup shoot so it's not actually just bullpups it's a lot of stuff it's machine guns it's kind of everything else you basically show up there's a bunch of vendors there's a range where you can rent stuff for cheap 10 to 15 bucks to shoot a magazine through guns of your dreams there's even an open range with ro's and everything to be perfectly safe steel targets you can bring your own firearms too and shoot with your family. Not shoot your family, but shoot with your family. And I think that's an important distinction, right? Yeah, kids and kids are welcome. Kids are welcome. It's actually a good time. They've got food trucks. It's just a great day. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's from nine to five, I believe. It, it is. is September fifteenth. Yes. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Usually we stay the night. Did we do we normally stay two nights or one night? Two there, I believe. And we stay at it's in Illinois. It's in Mount Carroll. And we yeah. stay at the site, which is like a training complex. It's it's basically bunk beds. It's kind of like, how would you describe it? Uh, I mean, it's a lodge, basically. It's a big lodge. It sleeps like 50 people. There's a bunch of different rooms with bunk beds. I, it, you know, it's a, it's like it's like a lot camping. like a prison. Yeah, it's kind of like camping for me, but there's running water. Yeah, and showers and toilets and a huge kitchen. It's really an awesome place. It's a lot of fun. And then we usually end up drinking and having fun and making memories and falling downstairs and sliding down the hallway with our socks on and we fall and crash. And, you know, I'm not pointing at fingers at anyone, which you guys can't see, but right now I'm pointing at Sean. Yeah, <clears throat> she is. Yep. Pointing right at me. Get lost in the cornfield. That was Gino. <laughs> and Aaron. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So if you guys can make it out, I strongly encourage you to do so because you won't regret it. Ava, I just ordered a uh, Manicore Arms reverb muzzle brake for my nine mil tiny little pistol. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's actually one of my favorites. I've got one of my other nine millimeter AR platform that I built and it's going to go on that one as well. That's cool. I recently just got their AK Chinese stock. You did. You got that in the mail. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I actually, so I, you know, looking on their website, you don't realize, but it comes with panels. I just thought that it was kind of a longer, like a longer piece. Yeah, and no, then it's... there's like the little triangle-ish, but you can change out the panels, different colors. They have their, their bake, bake light, the plum color. So, yeah. I mean, both of them look really good on the AK. Yeah, they do. Uh, they look like they belong, oddly enough. So, if you guys are interested in any other products, you're not going to pay full price. Use the code GUNFUNNY10, or I'm sorry, GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off. That sounded like a humble brag. 
You're like, oh, 10%? No, 15%. Yeah, I thought we were on uh, that other show called We We Like to Shoot or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, here here they give uh, our listeners 15% off, not 10 And that is at manacorearms.com. All right, let's get into it. And for the AK world, just so you all know, Manticore is pretty hardcore. Like, they've been around for a long time. They have a really good reputation. Uh, so, yeah, they're a really, really good company. Definitely. Love those guys. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Let's get our learn on, huh? Let's do it. Hey, that was my intro. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Tony, tell us about your company. How did you end up in the firearms industry? What events led up to that? Okay. Uh, so, uh, I have a company called Kyber Customs and we specialize in manufacturing and reselling accessories for the AK-47 rifle. And ultimately, I have been a fan of AK rifles for about seven, eight years, I guess. I uh, started with my first rifle and stumbled upon a few of the big AK forums and became pretty much like a daily forum traveler and learned a lot. And for those of you that know uh, a thing or two about the AK-47s, there's there's several countries that make them. They've been in production since the 40s. There's so much, you know, if, if, if it's something that you wanted to learn just the historical element of them, it would take years, you know, to really learn it all. And so having it as a hobby has kept me busy for several years. And ultimately, uh, two years ago, there was a kind of a craze happening where people were frantically trying to buy up this product called a cheese grater. And there's a lot of myth behind how these cheese graters ever came into development, where they came from. A lot of people actually believe that they were made by the Chinese and they really weren't. But without going into that, basically what happened was people who had these cheese grater upper hand guards were reselling them. They were like really hot. People were paying like upwards of almost $200. I think in some cases, some of them even sold for over $200. And I thought, I want one of those, but I'm not willing to pay that price. So I went to several sheet metal fabricators here in Houston and outside of the Houston market and was like, can you guys make this thing? And uh, I went to like, I don't know, I want to say maybe eight to 10 places and they all were like, there's no way Like, we have to make tooling. It's going to be really expensive. It wouldn't be worth your time. And so I kind of gave up. And about a month later, I happened to be driving past this fabricator. And I went in there and they're like, hell yeah, we can make that. And I was like, sweet. Well, why don't we make like a hundred of these things and see if there's any interest? So I made this, my version of a cheese grater upper hand guard and posted them up on, on an AK forum. And they sold out like, you know, I don't remember. It was maybe a day or two. It was like people were like, can you make more? Can you make more? And I just remember thinking, well, maybe I'm onto something and I want to seize it. So I started making more of them and decided to build a website around it because I knew that there was uh, enough demand. I could probably sell several thousands of these things. And so fast forward to today, two years later, we sold a ton of those things. Uh, we've also developed other products for the AK and we resell other manufacturers. And so the next step for us is just to continue doing that, just develop more of our own 
private label, you know, our own products, you know, things that they can only buy from Kyber Customs. And so that's in a nutshell what we do today. Nice. I like that. So what happened to the guys that were selling those cheese graters for 200 bucks? <laughs> well, so I, I think the I, they didn't continue to climb up in price. You know, I think that some people still are willing to pay a little bit of a premium for some collectability, but the company that used to make those, you know, it's been like 10, 15 years since they were made. You know, so there's only really a few of them out there. That's so that awesome. Pop up. Yeah, no, that, that is totally awesome. I love kind of bringing things back that were once popular. They gain, regain some popularity. You add today's manufacturing techniques and improvements and things like that and bring it to the market for a much lower price for the people who want the look. And I, I think that's actually super cool. Now, when we were talking to you previously, you told us kind of a little bit of the story about the name of the company and how that came up. Why don't you run us through that? Yeah. So basically there's a region in Pakistan called the Khyber Pass. And for the people who are into the AK world and into the AK forums, Khyber Pass is a very common word that we use to describe when basically in this region, what they do is, is they'll pick up rifles from on the ground or whatever out in the battlefields and they'll bring them back to this region where there's several you know, developments or, or communities where they build rifles from scratch. And what they'll do is they'll end up taking like three rifles off the ground and they'll create one rifle out of all the parts. And for the AK people, we, we associate a Kyber pass rifle with, with an AKM rifle that has had a AK 74 triangle stock made it up to the back end. And that's, that's in a generic sense, what we refer to as a Kyber pass, but in the big picture, Really what Kyber Pass means is, is if you see a rifle that's like a one of a kind, you know, bedazzled, it's got all kinds of crazy shit done to it. Um, just have a one of a kind rifle. And I felt like that was a perfect theme for starting a company. Cause ultimately what I want to do is I want to provide enough accessories out there where people can kind of uh, dress up their rifle and, and do it and make it so that it doesn't look like every other rifle out there. So it was just a really good fit uh, for a name. Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures that you've posted on Instagram and the AKs that they create are gorgeous. I mean, they're kind of gaudy, but they, you could tell that they put like a lot of work into it. Yeah, there's documentaries and there's, I mean, if you like do a Google search for Kyber Pass guns or whatever, Kyber Pass AK, there's a ton out there for you to read up on. But essentially what you'll see is you'll see some guy in a robe, sandals, sitting on the ground in you know, like kind of like a cave looking workshop and he'll be sitting on the ground with a drill press that's made out of automotive parts and bicycle parts. You'll see a vice that's basically like a giant stone and hammers that were made out of whatever. And these guys are what they're making out of their minimal tooling or very archaic type tooling uh, are incredible. And, you know, I'm sure there's hours upon hours put into these things, but they're pretty hardcore. Um, despite what's going on over in that world and a lot of the stuff that's going on, you can't help but appreciate that these guys are doing what they're doing with very little. Yeah. With rocks and shit like that, which is just, I, so I saw the vice, uh, special on, on that area and it was, it was pretty cool. And, you know, on a side note, and it's kind of funny because of the name of my company, I get a lot of people from that side of the world who are like, who the hell are you? You know, and it's funny because They'll ask me like, why did you pick that name? And you know, no, no one has ever been like uh, mean about it or, or negative. They're always just kind of curious. Like, why did you pick that name? And when I tell them the quick version, they're like, 
That's awesome. And every once in a while it happens, I'll get pictures. Or, you know, I have one guy that sent me some pictures recently that I posted that you guys saw. I posted up to Instagram and Facebook like maybe a week ago. This is a guy that's like, those are his friends over there making these things. And he's like, he's like, we very badly would like to have Kyber Customs rifle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Not today, ISIS. (laughs) No. Yeah. I I do love the look of the cheese grater. It really reminds me kind of like the L2A3, uh, Sterling, just that, that these holes are a little bit smaller, but it takes it back to that classic. I'm actually looking at a picture from the AK operators union that has your cheese grater on one of their rifles. Uh-huh. Uh, with the mag modified Magpul Zukov stock and dang man, yeah. it's just, it does. It's got that real nice classic with the wood. I, I do actually love it. That's actually a really interesting part of the story of, of Kyber Customs is, uh, I owe a lot of uh, recognition to Rob Ski of AK Operators Union because, um, what happened was I started making these and they were, sell- I was just selling them on the forum. You know, I didn't have a website yet. I wasn't really doing anything. I was just selling them to people on the forums. So, mm-hmm. I sent a sample to Rob and was like, Hey dude, check this out. And there was really no, I don't even think him and I really corresponded much back and forth about it. I just sent it to him. And then all of a sudden it showed up on a YouTube video and he promoted it and talked about it without expecting anything in return. I think some people thought he was shilling, but he never asked for anything. I never asked for anything. He just did it. And it was like, he probably, I would say from that point forward, 90% of his YouTube videos have that one product in almost every single one of his AK YouTube videos. Dang, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point he said, Hey dude, you're going to have to let me start selling these things. Cause like people keep asking me in my comments where I can get one. So he's a dealer, right? He's my largest dealer and he sells a ton of them on his own through his website. Great dude. Rob, I can't thank you enough for just being a real dude. Anyways, if you ever listen to this, thank you, Rob. Awesome. <laughs> so tell us kind of about the AK community. Yeah, my perception is probably a little skewed because I, I haven't really dabbled too much in other communities. So for me, the only thing I can say is, is I've met all kinds of really cool people who are followers, supporters of Kyber, you know, like a month ago, I decided just to take a random trip to San Antonio. And this is like a Thursday, you know, middle of the week. I posted something up on Instagram like, hey, if you're out here, let's go chill. And this is like Thursday night. I'm driving. And all of a sudden my phone's blowing up, you know, from comments of people like, yeah, I'll go. Like, where are we going? And then I got hit up from a gun range out there, Lone Star Handgun. And he's like, hey, I heard you were in town. Stop by and we'll hook you up with a tag bay you and your buddies just come hang out. So I'm thinking, dude, this is awesome. I'm, I'll probably get to meet three or four people. Well, we had like eight, nine people show up. One guy showed up in a helicopter. It was like, it was like Royal treatment. It was insane. Uh, that's all I can do. I can just gush about the people that just came out on a Friday midweek, brought their guns. We hung out for hours. We had a really, really good time. And so that's my position on it is, I just know a lot of really cool people in this community. Nice. Very cool. So, and, uh, I mean, I think that historically the AR is America's rifle and very popular in the, in, in the United States. Like why the AK? I mean, obviously you like the history and cool stuff like that, but what is it about that platform that drives you towards that instead of, uh, you know, something that is mainstream in America? 
you know, I wasn't really into guns like seven, eight years ago. I wasn't anti-gun. I just, it just wasn't on my radar. I think I was just more focused on chasing tail. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. And my brother-in-law brought an AK out to a family reunion and we were out at like a rock quarry. And he's like, yo, let's go shoot this thing. And I was like, awesome. And we went and shot it. And I said, I want one of these. So it, it could have been an AR and then the story would be totally different. It could have been a, who knows, you know, it just happened to be an AK and I fell in love at first sight. So it's just how it played out. So I'm on your website right now and I see, I, I have one of your, uh, your grips mm-hmm. and your wooden grips. So I have to ask, do you make these and do you go through the whole process of like sanding, staining? Because like Sean and I, we recently did this and I mean, we consider ourselves pros now. Yeah, like professional woodworkers, but without question. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would just, I guess if our job here fails, like we could yeah. always. Well, there, I mean, right? I, I've been working my wood for years, so it's like something I'm really good at. <laughs> Yeah, for me. Uh, just- well, I will say this. It's a really good question. And I'm actually proud to tell you uh, how I do my grips because the, I actually have a, a partner who does the grips for me. I mean, you don't have to let our secret out, but I just want to know if you went through the struggle that we went through and if, you know, if no, we're on the same page. Uh, what <laughs> happened was, was there's a guy who, if anyone who's deep in the AK community is listening, they'll know who this person is. Uh, he goes by the name Z Recto. He's probably been in the AK world for two decades, maybe longer than that. This guy's like one of the original, you know, when AK building first came, when you could buy parts kits for a hundred dollars, but no one really knew how to put them together. This guy was like one of those guys. He was early on in the game and he figured out how to match the Russian shellac formula better than anybody else. He's, he is an OG AK guy and him and I connected, I don't know, maybe a year ago when I, kind of first started wanting to do more wood stuff, him and I connected and he was selling grips on the forums, but nothing, nothing at the volume that I felt like I could sell. So I went to him and said, look, man, I want to sell your grips, but I want to like sell the shit out of them. You know, I want to sell a lot of them. So if I were to order, you know, a hundred grips, do you think you could do it? The thing is they are all handmade. Like this guy, I know he has a jig that helps cut the, basic form of them out. But as far as what you see is for, for texturing and sanding out, you know, the edges to make them look nice and pretty, that's all done by hand. And the shellac process takes several coats and it's, it's, he uses traditional shellac just like the Russians did. And I will tell you guys this, if you guys, you or any of my customers own one of these grips, keep it. Because, you know, this guy at some point is going to say, hey, I can't do it anymore. I'm doing these by hand. My hands, I'm tired. I'm ready to retire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to me to think that like 10, 20 years down the road, people are going to be like, anyone got one of those Mika grips? Because they're not going to be around forever. Yeah. You know, this is a real special thing. And at the price I sell them for, you're getting a custom, beautiful piece of wood on your rifle. I, I Anyone should be should really cherish to have something like that. That's cool. Gun. I'm not just like speaking about me. I'm just the process in which this guy takes to make these by hand is awesome. When I uh, Googled the name basically brought me to the AK files forum. And one of the first yep. posts is like a bunch of his, when he's like just figuring shit out, which is kind of awesome to kind of look through. Yeah. And I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not shy about saying it. I mean, the people out there know who Z recto is and him, him and I have a good relationship and he's been loyal to me. I've been loyal to him and, we're, we're also coming up with new designs. You know, we're sitting down and we're talking about how to bring, this is like the most exciting part of my job is to 
make something that no one's done before, you know? And if you look over the last few posts from like yesterday, we custom design a grip for the SAM 7 SF and SAM 7K rifles that Arsenal released. They have this really unique thumb safety on them. Hmm. And nobody's making, that I know of, nobody's making grips for them. Well, we, we are about to do uh, a pre-sale of uh, two variations of our Mika and Sonya grip to fit that rifle. We're doing something no one's done before. It's really exciting. That is awesome, man. Uh, we are talking to Tony from Kyber Customs. We're going to take just a quick break and talk about one of our advertisers, Hackett Equipment. All right, so one of the things w- that we're going to do when we go to Illinois, because mm-hmm. Hackett Equipment's located in Chicago. What? We're going to meet up with Greg and uh, and the company, and we're going to shoot some videos. And one of his ideas was, hey, let's see, let's torture test these bags. I like that. And by torture test, you mean put Sven in one and carry him around a, like a... Yeah, well, we need something that's kind of heavy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sven's a little a little guy so no. <laughs> what about it? so i was thinking if you could fit in uh, they're not that big i was thinking let's i mean get jeremy in one of them yeah i mean or you i'm pretty sure like you and jeremy probably weigh the same he might be a little taller no, but jeremy weighs like 325 okay well you're close D- whatever <laughs> so they have the big bertha which is huge and it holds god it holds the thing is is it'll hold pretty much everything it's just how much are you willing to lift yeah but, you know, it, it's comfortable pack. They, they do hold a ton. They've got a lot of specialized pouches specifically for firearms. You can, there's Velcro in there where you can adjust and move things around. There's a ton of pouches in the middle of the, of the big bag. And just, you know, it is good stuff. They have two bags now coming out with a rifle bag slash shooting mat, uh, very, very soon that will attach directly to the other pack and keep an eye out. I, I like their products. Good manufacturing processes. They, they're holding up great. So check them out. HackettEquipment.com. Is there a coupon code? There is. So if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, that gets you 10% off. And if you're a Patreon, or I'm sorry, if you use the code GUNFUNNY, that gets you 10% off. And if you're a Patreon, you actually get a few other special perks. Dang. So go to HackettEquipment.com. Check them out. And after September, look out for that video that we record with them going to be awesome. We're back with Tony from Kyber Customs. Now, Tony, tell us about the day-to-day operations at your shop. So Kyber Customs is a side hustle. So it is not my only gig. So I, I uh, generally, what I do is, is I'll wake up in the morning. I'll generally like reply to emails or do some of the easy communication type stuff over my first cup of coffee. And then from there, I kind of transition to my day job, do that throughout the day. And then when I come home in the evening, I've got, I've got my daughter. So I'll pick her up from school or whatever and deal with that until, uh, it gets later on in the evening. And then from then I start working on Kyber Customs. So it's a, a pretty easy as far as like how much commitment it takes to run a website. It doesn't really take a whole lot. I put in about maybe two hours to three hours a day just to on the upkeep and maintenance. If I have a special project that I'm working on or like a big promotion coming up, obviously I'll spend some more time on the weekends or at night creating content or doing whatever I need to do to prepare for that. But generally I I just have uh, one part of the operation that I do on particular nights. So for example, tonight's Tuesday. So I will 
uh, work on things that are related to inventory, office supplies, and things of that nature. Tomorrow being Wednesday is I work on admin stuff, so I'll uh, enter in bills, compliance, sales reports, stuff like that. So every single night of the week, I have something in particular that I I work on. And then on the weekends uh, is my content creation time. So I'll go to the range on Sunday, usually almost every Sunday, if not every other Sunday, take pictures, create content that way. And I haven't done a great job of this, but I want to do a better job of it. I want to have content basically scheduled to drop, you know, something in the morning, something in the afternoon and something in the evening every day. It's easier to do that if I can have that content created and scheduled on the weekends and then just let it maintain itself throughout the week. Very cool. All right. So I have to ask, do you, are you a fan of like classic or modern AK? Honestly, I'm, I'm really into traditional AKs more than anything. I don't have anything against modern AKs, but if you're forcing me to pick one or the other, it's going to be a traditional AKM rifle, black paint, beautiful Russian shellac handguards, probably some type of wooden grip and a wooden stock. And that, that would get me through the rest of my life. What do you think most people nowadays prefer? I think if you were to go on the AK files and throw that question out there, it would start a shitstorm. So I, I think <laughs> there's still people who really like the traditional look. And But I will say this, having been – so two years, Kyber Customs has been up for about two years. And if you go on my website, you'll see a, a good mix of things that are more traditional and things that are more modern. And I've really started to get into – old world meets new world type rifles. So like you mentioned, some of the more recent Instagram posts of my personal rifles or the rifles I got to the range will have some element of wood, uh, a modern muzzle brake, and maybe some type of M4 stock adapter on the rear with some type of optic. And to me, they're really starting to grow on me like this mix. So, but if I had to pick one or the other, definitely traditional. Gotcha. So you recently shot your first match with an AK. How was that? It was awesome. I had a really good time. So basically, it's a uh, the match that we went to is called the Texas Carving Match, I think is what they call it. And I went and I did a uh, I ran my rifle and I also ran a pistol. So I ran the same course twice, once with a rifle, one with a pistol. And I had a really good time. I'll tell you that my friends have been pushing me for months to go and wasn't really that I was being a puss about it. I just, uh, you know, it's, t- it's a time commitment to drive four hours down there, stay overnight, all that. That's one element of it. But also, you know, there is a little bit of an intimidation. You're, you know, you're going to go out there and there's going to be a lot of people who shoot really well and, you know, you don't want to look like a muff. So, but I went out there. I made really good friends. I, I came back with a lot of good homework on gear on technique, you know, things that want to, that I think will help me to be a better shooter. And I also came back very motivated. So like, for example, just this past few days on Sunday, we went out to the range with a list of things we wanted to work on. And that was like 80% of our time we spent running little mini stages that we set up and it was awesome. I'm really looking forward to doing more of it. And I encourage anybody out there who's just slightly considering doing it just to go do it. It was such a great time. Nice. I've got a question here. I want to get your opinion on some stuff. Okay. When we talk about like uh, AKs, so I think people want to get into AKs more. I think people want to own an AK. Like generally mm-hmm. that's what I've been seeing since I've started 
getting interested is people like, oh, damn, now I, now I really want an AK. And I think it's a little bit intimidating, right? Because if it's an AR, it's like, boom, you look at Palmetto State Armory or whatever, and you're like, oh, 500 bucks. Let me go ahead and buy this. And you get it and you're like, okay, now I understand why it's $500. I hate it. I hate everything about it. But you just go grab parts from whoever it happens to be, whether it's Manicor Arms, Matador Arms, whatever. You just go buy some parts and make it exactly what you want. With an AK, I don't think it's necessarily as easy. So that first step, that first buying step is a little bit more complicated in the AK world, I think. So can you, if you were just to give us, you know, a brief like buyer's guide of this is good, this is entry level, this is something you can grow, and this is what to stay away from. Yeah, so you're right. You know, getting into the AK world is a little bit more of a journey to get to the destination than with ARs. And, and one, one, you know, way of looking at it is, you know, with ARs, uh, a lot of the stuff is kind of made all kind of in the same place. And like you could look at two different manufacturers and a lot of their parts are made by the same company. With ARs, it's a little, or excuse me, with AKs, it's a little bit different because you have rifles that are made here in the U.S. You have rifles that are imported, uh, factory rifles. And there's a lot of compatibility, I'm not going to say issues, but there's a, a lot of compatibility variables that you need to consider. You can't just go and order one part and it will fit every AK. Uh, the good news is, is that, uh, you know, with a little bit of time, I definitely would recommend anyone to spend some time on the forums. Uh, the forums are a great place. What will eventually happen is you'll buy a rifle or you'll buy some parts and you'll have a question. And the forums or the Facebook groups that are out there are really great places to just go, Hey, look, this is the rifle I got. Would you recommend this part? And you'll get, a t- there's so many people out there wanting to give feedback uh, or their personal experience. So there's definitely places to go to get your questions answered. Yeah. I would say if I'm going to advise somebody who is wanting to get into their very first rifle or their very first AK, I would suggest for your first rifle to be something that's like a factory built rifle. I wouldn't suggest buying something that is like a kit build. I would look at something like a, a a Wasser. It's a Romanian import rifle. It's a factory barrel on a factory receiver and it's backed by century. If you have an issue with it, you know, you have a company that will, will back it up or Arsenal is another good example of a factory imported rifle that uh, will have some warranty, but you're getting a factory receiver, factory barrel. Those are a really good starting point. And then from there, you can kind of decide what you like. And then if you want to kind of venture into some of the more custom-built stuff like like Rifle Dynamics or Krebs Customs, you know, those those rifles can get quite expensive, and it, it can be a lot of money if you don't really know what you like about an AK or don't like about an AK. So that would probably be a good starting point. Gotcha. And so IO is the best AK that you can buy in the market. Ooh, I, uh, you're not going to get my endorsement on that. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that they're the worst one that you can buy on the market. I'm in a, uh, a difficult position because I, uh, there's a level of professionalism and integrity with my company. I don't ever want to speak badly about another one. Uh, I would just simply say, if you're looking at an IO, do a little bit of research before you make your purchase. I don't know if the consistency is there. All right. That, that is definitely fair. So Wasser's, what was the second one you mentioned that you recommended? Arsenal. Um, Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay. Yeah. Now we, Ava and I, we actually came across, we had no idea that we each had an AK, a Kalashnikov USA, which is basically a converted Sega that they did the conversion on to make sure everything was 922R compliant. And when we, when we first told you kind of what we had, you were like, okay, those are actually some pretty special, uh, rifles. Mm-hmm. 
is a lot of the stuff from Kalashnikov USA kind of in that in that category, or did we just kind of get lucky? You know, uh, Kalashnikov. This is just my understanding. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But yeah. my understanding is Kalashnikov USA simply just did the conversion. I'm not sure if they were actually the importer. What oh. you have is a Russian built rifle that several different companies did conversions and then resold them. Kalashnikov USA was just one of those. Nice. So as far as what Kalashnikov USA is making on their own, like this is their own private label type stuff. I don't know. You know, I know some people have been able to get their hands on some stuff, but they haven't really turned out anything that is like available to everybody just to order and get in their hands. You know, there's a, a Vityaz clone. This is the nine millimeter subgun uh, that I've been really, really anxious to see. I'd love to do a post sample machine gun on one if they can ever release it and if the quality's there. But I know that there's a couple shotguns that they've made that have gotten out there too, but nothing I've personally been able to put my hands on, so I can't really tell you how good it is. I've got that Chinese Catamount Fury shotgun. Yep. That that's okay. It's kind of fun. Uh, I remember when they first sent it, they sent some magazines, and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure these aren't 922R compliant. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Can you send those back to us, please? Oh, <laughs> I think that they those use the Sega mags, right? Yeah, I th- I, I definitely think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so- I've got uh, I've got two Vepers. Uh, these are the Malat Vepper 12s shotguns, and they are sick. They're awesome. Uh, anything anything that you can get now in Sega or uh, Malat Vepper, you know, any of the Russian stuff right now is really hot. And you know, obviously, don't pay. You know, people do want some crazy money for some of them, but yeah, if so- you get your hands on one for a decent price. Those are definitely great guns to have. To put a cap on what we just talked about, if I gave you eight hundred dollars, what what AK would you go buy? For eight hundred bucks, uh, like you're talking new at a dealer. Yeah, uh, I probably would go buy a Wasser, and you can pick one of those up for close to seven hundred, maybe even a little bit less than that. And the rest of the money I'd put in ammo, and I would just shoot that gun just like it sits. Perfect. Good to know. All right. So what future plans do you have for Kyber Customs? Definitely want to invest most of my time and focus in product development and creating new things. I've got, uh, you know, the residual business I have on our current private label products are, they've been consistent and they've done really well. So I can count on those to continue to do well. I want to bring in some more vendors. I want to create more partnerships. I think where I've what I've done really well with is finding companies that are uh, making good products, but maybe aren't investing a whole lot of their time in the marketing and growing of their business. And I've been able to kind of go in and go, Hey, look, you know, that's where I can help. And, uh, but in return, I'd like some type of exclusivity so I can take advantage of all that marketing when it be put into your company. So uh, a good example of that is uh, CDM gear is a company that makes light mounts. Uh, they focus a lot of their attention in the shotgun world, but they made, they developed a few for the AK and we have a partnership where I stock their AK stuff and I have some exclusive distributorship on their AK line. Um, same thing with another company called Atero arms, which does optic mounts, which I highly suggest y'all, if you guys are going to consider putting optics on your AKs, hit me up. And I, I definitely would encourage y'all to take a look at those mounts. They're super lightweight, easy to install, no, like gunsmithing required, uh, low profile, really, really aw- awesome optic mount. So I want to do more of that. I want to start uh, interacting with more customers to be able to, um, or more vendors to create 
some exclusive uh, muzzle brakes, grips, things like that. So obviously it's a little harder for me to go out there and figure out how to start from the ground up when I can find a company that's already doing it and, and develop those partnerships. Yeah, very cool. And we are definitely looking for optic mounts. I was looking at RS Regulate and there's a there's a few companies out there, but yeah, I'd definitely take a look at Atero, right? Atero Arms and RS Regulate's like gold standard with AKs, you know, there's nothing that they make that's not like everything that they make is super high quality, really good stuff. No matter what you look at, whether it be a tarot or RS, there's benefits, obviously, of each way to go. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't shy away from RS. They're a great company. Very cool, man. That's awesome. Where can people find all the stuff that you do online? If you go to kybercustoms.com, it's spelled K-H-Y-B-E-R customs.com. Uh, that's our website. You can also follow us on Instagram at Kyber Customs, and we're also Kyber Customs on Facebook as well. Very cool. And you do a weekly fireside chat on Instagram? Yeah, this is just something we do for fun, like to just connect or be accessible to our followers. But yeah, once a week, we do a fireside chat. So I've done a couple, just me and like maybe someone else up at the shop, but oftentimes we'll simulcast with other people in the industry and just kind of talk about whatever. It's not only talking about AKs, you know, we talk about entrepreneurship, competing, all kinds of fun stuff. Ava was on uh, last week and we talked about stuff. So yeah, it was a good time. And once a week I try to do it. Awesome stuff, man. So go check out Tony. Tony's not going anywhere. He's going to stick with us, but we're going to hear real quick from our friends at Matador Arms. So Matador Arms, I actually think as we're recording, I saw the post office guy he just delivered i think my sidewinder what mm-hmm. and i'm gonna put that on the ak dang and i also have a fury grip on the way which i'm putting on the newest build that i'm working on i'm making a or i'm assembling an ar9 and i think that that'll come together nicely because the fury grip has just like a such a nice shape to it it's you know it's it's skeletonized but not too much where some people might have issues with it and it just, it feels pretty nice in your hands. Yeah. It's, it's got a good shape. Uh, it's got a really good grip angle is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about it. So check that out. And then we've also got muzzle brakes that we're going to put on some of your stuff as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're actually, yeah, we're going to do that this week because yeah. I realized that we had some of Matador Arms muzzle brakes and yeah. I'm like, why, why do I have these on my ARs? Yeah. They were, so, they were underneath the ketchup chips. Yeah. The ketchup chips that they sent us. Long story. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, if you uh, are interested in any of their products, go to matadorarms.com and use the code gunfunny10. That gets you 10% off. And they also sponsor our prank call segment that Tony was kind enough to sit in with us today. Me, myself, and Irene is the name of this prank call. Here we go. It's time for prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Hey, what's Hello? up, man? I need to speak with someone about a, a pistol, please. Yeah, I can help you. What's going on? I was just wondering what the best-selling pistol is. I'm sorry, can you say that again? I was just wondering what the best-selling pistol is. Oh, uh, just personal opinion? Yeah, that'll do. Um, Honestly, <laughs> it depends on the person, honestly. I mean, we've seen a lot of Glocks, seen a lot of Fit the Wesson, CZs come through. What you got in uh, in the Glock flavors up there in the location? What are, you, what are you looking for? Something that I could carry, use for personal defense. Oh, so something smaller? No, it's pretty big. I'm a big dude. Why is there 
Are there two people talking to me right now? <laughs> it's just you and me. Now. So why do I hear a woman's voice? Are you calling me a woman? I'm I think dude. you have the wrong number. Are you trying to reach? I'm trying to reach the Glock store. No, this isn't the Glock store. <laughs> the Glock 40 store. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, down the street. I think you, uh, yeah, down the street. Okay, thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. That was my favorite part, my favorite part, Sean's when you're like, "Yeah, that's good." That's like, that's uh, he was like, "I don't know what's happening right now. I don't like it." You, even though we've been talking about guns for a minute and a half, I'm gonna pretend like you have the wrong number. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, that was fun. Uh, I want to do that one again. That was good. That's definitely uh, the first time we've done one like that. Where we all just try to mimic each other's voices, but they don't sound anything alike whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like Tony. So, hey yeah. guys, what's and up? I'm Tony. <laughs> and I, I was just like, uh, yeah. It was funny that he was like, why do I hear a woman's voice? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good stuff. Ava, our good friends over at Palmerady have been making some waves. So I heard that Palmerady actually has something new in the works. That's funny. I heard the same thing. You did? Yeah. You know what it is? You know how I heard? How? You told me. Oh, <laughs> oh it's crazy. <laughs> well, when you're excited about something, you know, you just tell everyone, and I guess you forget who you tell. So Palmerady is coming out with the new PF940CL. What? You know what that is? No. Okay, I'm going to tell you. So it's the opposite of the Glock 19X. You know how everyone was complaining, saying like it doesn't make sense that on the 19X, the grip has the 17 slide, or I'm sorry, sorry, the 17 uh, grip, and then the 19 slide on the 940CL, it's actually the opposite, which makes a lot more sense, especially for concealing. So it has that 19 grip and then that 17 slide to so help with accuracy. I want to go off on a tangent real quick. When the when the 19X first came out, I was like, this is totally dumb. And then someone was like, oh, yeah, it's for people who'd wear drop leg and play carrier, so on and so forth. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But this has no real application for civilians or just everyday people. And then Everyday people were like, hold my beer and bought over a hundred thousand units in the first couple of months. So obviously people did want it, but now Polymerady actually made the thing that I actually think will be useful because the hardest thing to conceal is the actual grip in the frame where it sticks out of the top of your pants. Whereas like the slide, like who cares how long that is? You could have a 34 that you could conceal carry as long as the grip was good. And this is exactly what they made. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to be getting, we have, we have one being sent to us right now. What? We'll put it together. We'll make some videos. And, uh, I think they're aiming for October-ish for it to come out. That is so awesome. I'm actually truly, truly excited. Love the Palmer 80s. Ava, if I wanted to go buy a Palmer 80, just so I could get some practice, we'll say like a PF 940C. If I wanted to go get one where I could get some practice before the CL comes out, where would I go? How would I do it? What would I do? Tell me, tell me now. Okay. So let me tell you. So you're going to go to polymer80.com mm-hmm. and you are going to use the code GUNFUNNY and that's going to get you 10% off. That is so amazing. I cannot wait. Wait, 10% off? Yeah, 10% off. Wait, a coupon code? Mm-hmm. GUNFUNNY. Just make sure the G and the F are capitalized. This is like the best day of my life. Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Ava, the thing that uh, we're going to talk about today, we actually got in a Cobalt Kinetics AR pistol. This is, what is it called? The Stealth? Yes. This is in 300 Blackout, and it is an AR pistol. 
It is available in 5.56, though. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So tell me what you like and what you don't like about this this fine rifle. This I'm sorry, this fine pistol. All right. So the minute you pick it up, it's it's built really well. If anything, it's like overbuilt. Like it's heavy duty. You know it's going to last. It's not – it's well made. Um, the design is really pretty. I mean, Cobalt's just known for like their nice sleek designs. Any You could always pick their guns out from any other guns uh, on a gun counter. Really like the the grip. I mean, for a second, at first glance, I thought that the grip and the lower were actually just one part because of the way that they machined that. And you actually you you pointed that out as well. It's like it's a it's a nice design, right? And I mean, not just a nice design. Yes, the aesthetics of it are amazing, but also like really well made, really comfortable grip angle. Feels great in my hand. And yeah, the, I mean, the grip is. <laughs> It's probably my favorite part of the pistol. I, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And then I also like that it's ambidextrous because even as an instructor, we're both, we're both instructors. And you know that a lot of people that come through the classroom, a lot of them are left-handed. And yet the firearm industry really is not catering to people that are left-handed, even though it's a large portion of our population. So I also like that. few things that I didn't really care for, uh, the muzzle device. And I think we're both not, we don't really, we're not, we don't care for like that tactical looking. I mean, I love linear compensators, but this one is especially tactical. And I don't even think that this rifle really needs it. Like this rifle has so many good futuristic modern lines on it. Like it's gorgeous. I'm just like looking at the different shapes and stuff that they have. Like it is well designed and and beautiful. And then it's capped off with, I don't know, just something that I don't love the aesthetic of. I know people do like this kind of thing. Totally my personal opinion. Just not a fan of the... It's kind of... It's sharp looking. It's sharp at the tips. It it is. It's really, really super sharp. And I don't love that personally, which is crazy because there's so many great aesthetic things about this. I love the way the lines of the upper continue into the handguard for the most part. I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful. I love the way instead of just drilling holes in the top of the rail on the handguard, there's... They're actually... What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. So what is that? Six... uh, what shape is that? It's not an octagon. Um, it's not a pentagon. And of course, it's kind of dark in here, so I'm trying to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's just not round, right? So even that is shaped. It's a hexagon. That's what I was trying to think of. Love that. Really love the handguard. Like, it's it's actually beautiful. 300 Blackout, I don't have a huge use for. Not a huge fan of 300 Blackout, but she said it's in 5562, and I think that's great. I know there's a huge amount of fan people out there that love the 300 Blackout, and this is a great pistol for that caliber. We shot it. Recoil impulse was great. This uh, linear compensator they, they've got on the front, it worked fine. I definitely like that a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I kind of going back, one of the things I was not a fan of, and granted, Cobalt did not design this, but they used the shockwave brace on their firearm. And obviously, it's not made for whole, or for shouldering. But when you do shoulder it and you're shooting it enough over time, it, it is kind of painful. So not a really big fan of the shockwave brace. And then also another thing I noticed, so the mag release kind of gets caught with that, the bolt catch. Yeah, this is definitely. Just because of where it's positioned. This is definitely something that was a big deal for me. So they do have their ambi mag release, which seems to work just fine. We were able to drop mags, no problem whatsoever. But as a result of having the ambi mag release on the left-hand side of the firearm, the (laughs) bolt release. Scared me. Did I scare you? I'm sorry. That was so loud in our headphones. The bolt release actually gets lost in the left side of the ambi um, mag release. 
and I understand that they don't want you to use the bolt release necessarily because they've created this very interesting way where you use the forward assist and there's a forward assist on each side of the firearm and both of those drop the bolt when you need to drop the bolt. But my thought is, is if you're over designing and doing a ton of stuff, then why keep the same bolt release on the firearm that it's always had? Why not just design one that basically doesn't get funky when you try to use the left-handed mag release? That, that's just my thoughts on that. I'm like, you know, just take that part off if you don't want us to use it. Don't make it because it's it feels really claustrophobic over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. So if you are interested in checking out what we're talking about, go to coboltkinetics.com. They make a bunch of different firearms, but this gun that we are specifically talking about is the cell is the stealth pistol. Yep. Cool stuff. And uh, thanks to Cobalt for sending that out. We appreciate it. Definitely. So it's time to talk about some reviews. <laughs> the only problem is. Wait, what? What, what? what the problem is? All right. Well, the problem is nobody wrote us a review. Like literally there's no oh. reviews on Facebook, on iTunes, nothing. Are you kidding me? I know people are listening. The we numbers. see the numbers. The yeah. numbers don't lie. But yet everyone's getting lazy, I guess. What are you all stuck in traffic? Yeah. Like, hello. Okay. Well, you never heard of the iTunes app, you know, on the iPhones? Nah. I mean, some people don't like that. Well, in that case, guys, just leave a recommendation on Facebook. They're not even called reviews anymore. You just do a recommendation for whatever page and you can tell people what you think of the show. That not helps. to mention, well, yeah, it helps. It helps with the show. It helps us, but well, it gives us, you know, to read. but just as an incentive for you guys to write reviews for us, we pick winners every show. We're giving away swag. So. It's, I mean, it's kind of like a win-win for both parties. Yeah, I completely agree. So leave us reviews, whether it's on iTunes or just a recommendation on Facebook. We'd absolutely appreciate it. And look, we already know you love the show, but what if someone's just looking for a brand new podcast to listen to and they find this and they don't see any reviews? Do you think they're going to pick that up? No, they're not going to pick that up. No. This is on you guys. This is on you. Yep. You got to do better. All right, guys, we are wrapping up. So if you are looking for us, just go to gunfunny.com. Sean made it really easy where he posted all of the social media links, all of the links that, you know, however you would like to hear us, iHeartRadio, iTunes, you name it, the links are posted, we're there. If you can't get enough of us, I would suggest becoming a Patreon. Sean, do you want to explain to our listeners what a Patreon is? Absolutely. And not only will I do that, but I'll do it very succinctly. A Patreon is someone who wants to support the show financially. And Patreons are pretty awesome. So basically you go to patreon.com slash gunfunny, you sign up. Once you sign up, you get access to our Patreon only Facebook group. You get access to a bunch of giveaways that we do just for our Patreons, but you also support the show. And in that support, we were actually able to hire Kenny Ortega to become our editor for the show. So now he's out there taking all of our our, our flubs and the silly things that we do with our mouths while we talk. He takes that all out and fixes it all and edits it down to a, a very nice, succinct show for you to love. We love our Patreons and we truly appreciate everyone who supports the show in any way, shape or form. So patreon.com slash gunfunny. Yep. And you can become a patron just by pledging a dollar a month. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty affordable this month. So for our $5 patrons, that makes you eligible for our monthly giveaway. And this month, just like last month, we're going to give away a goat gun. That is exciting. Those are so cool. I love those things. Yeah. They're mini, like mini gun replicas. They're super fun. You put them together. Everyone loves them. And then this is super exciting. We are one Patreon away from giving away an ATI outdoors 15 inch handguard. Those are pretty awesome. Love those. So one person and then every, and then those 50 people have a one in 50 chance of winning 
that handguard, which is well over $100 value. And when we do do the drawing, we'll go live on the Facebook, on the, the Patreon Facebook page, and uh, we'll do that. All right. I also want to say thank you to our $25 Patreon. So if you are a $25 Patreon, we're going to shout your name. Corbin Bonafide. And Iraq Veteran 8888. Thank you very much for your support, guys. Truly appreciate it. If you become a $25 Patreon, we'll shout your name out at the end of the show as well. But there's even one step higher than that. And that is King of the Patreons. Adam Balzar, he's had King of the Patreon. He's been King of the Patreon now for three months in a row. What? Which makes him eligible to come on the show. What? Yeah, we're going to have him on as a guest next week. We are? We are. I don't believe I was consulted. Yeah, well, good thing I make the rules. Okay. So he is from Charger Arms. And Charger Arms, what do they do? They Cerakote. They, he sells silencers, SBRs, machine guns. Uh, so he, you know, Adam dabbles a little bit. And everything he does. Uh, he also, you know, actually, Sean, why don't you read this? Because the, the main privilege of being the king of the Patreons is that you actually get to have us say whatever you want at the end of every show. So, I mean, if you're a company, it's like an ad. If you're an individual, you can have us say bad things about each other. But you know what I don't get is Adam is a company. He doesn't take this very seriously, or does he? I think he does. But what I mean, this is a public service announcement. What he said this month as king of the Patreons that we that we have to read her this week is that Hoppy's number nine should not be used on hemorrhoids. It burns. It is a good cellmate deterrent if you happen to go to jail, though. And me personally, like, I value this information very, very much. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's actually doing us all a favor. See? So go go head over to Charger Arms and check him out. All right, cool. Thank you very much to our king of the Patreons. Also, he can declare prima nocta if he meets other gunfunny Patreons. Uh, so be cautious and give him a wide berth. But that's the end of the show. Thank you very much. Uh, to our guest from Kyber Customs. And Ava, do you have anything else before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm ready to go out and enjoy this beautiful weather that we're finally having. Yay. Awesome day. All right. We will talk to all of you next week. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. 